Welcome to the fourth, or should I say the rant official soccer podcast, uh, because let's be real, today is going to be brutal, and I'm going to warn everyone, uh, we are going to be talking about one topic and one topic only, and that Mourinho is sacking. the Mourinho sacking, you got it, Manny, yeah, the Mourinho sacking, isn't it, isn't it incredible, man, <laughs> that that story normally would be like, you know, on the news for days and it's not even getting any airtime the only airtime we got was marino uh on his phone on instagram uh you know recording all the paparazzi that were you know recording him and, and taking pictures of him but how incredible is that but to be honest we probably will talk about it maybe maybe not uh but we have justin and manny on this episode and i think there's only one place to start and that is the debacle the gravest sin as some have called it in football and that is the super league um i just want to quickly call out a few of the facts that we know uh we know right now that 12 clubs have signed up to be part of the founding members and guess i mean guess what all three of our clubs that we support they are part of it so no one can shame each other on this podcast um and there are rumors that three more are supposed to join, which confuses me because if there are 15 clubs to start, how's that going to look like? I, I don't even know. Whatever. All right. Uh, and then the plan is to start, according to Florentino Perez, is to start this August 2021. Uh, Syria, the English FA, La Liga, Bundesliga have all come out against it, saying they will ban players from doing this. Um, if they, if they, if the players of the club that go into the Super League, they will ban those players in their respective leagues. Uh, they said that. I don't know how, if they're actually going to go through with it. Um, there are also threats about also doing this on an international level, which again, it's possible. I just don't know if that's going to happen. And then FIFA is also being shady about this, um, but some have called for, a, um, a, a, you know, stopping this place from playing in the World Cup. Um, I don't know where to start, uh, but I think we need to first, I, I think what I want to get is initial reactions. And I think I really want to understand from each of you and your individual clubs, how did you feel? Because I felt a type of way, but how did you feel when you when you saw your club's name on the list of clubs that want to break out into the Super League? So I'm going to start, I'm going to start with uh, um, Justin, because I know it's Arsenal. Um, I don't even know why they're on the list, to be honest. I mean, I, let's be real. Seriously, no. Seriously, though. I'm not even trying to take a jab at Arsenal. Why are they on the list? Serious uh, question. Serious question. I because they're extremely, I think, two reasons. One, or three reasons. One, legacy. They're just like, they are a well-known brand, which feeds into the point two. They're a profitable, marketable brand. You can put their logo on Super League whatever merchandise website people know will instantly recognize what the what the emblem is like it adds has a certain cachet in terms of recognizability uh at a global this is clearly you know a league targeted towards global audiences so you need to have recognizable clubs that's point number two point number three is honestly just something i'm going to return to when we get further into this discussion is they have an american owner um an american backing and this is the brainchild, I think, of primarily the American club owners and uh, conglomerates. Um, and I'll explain more about that later. But I think those are the three big reasons why Arsenal is included. 
definitely isn't for their on-field performance. If that's what you're asking, that's obviously not the case. But nobody, I, I, that's something that we're going to have to cover more. Also during this podcast is let's dispense with the naivete about believing that any of these club owners give one hoot about performance on the field. You know, it's all about, uh, it's a profit motive only. And success on the field is is like completely incidental to that. So I'm I'm going to quote uh, Francisco Perez, who had an interview with the El Chiringuito TV. Uh, Manny, maybe you can uh, help me out with that. El Chiringuito. But he said, "All right, my bad. Say, say that one more time so that people can hear." <laughs> it's uh, El Chiringuito, and for those uh, that are are unaware, it's like one of the like one of the more popular. I I use the word credible loosely because it's hard to be credible these days and. Uh, the world of football and journalism and broadcast, but not us. Um, they, we're <laughs> we're credible. Well, well, that's true. That's true. Us, you know, we set the standard. But um, but but in all seriousness, they're they're one of the um major news outlets coming out of uh Spain that report on all things you know revolving football. So go ahead, okay. Bori. I so so the reason why I'm bringing up this quote is just to kind of rebut what um um Justin saying. Financial Press says many club, many important clubs in Spain, Italy, and the UK want to find a solution to a very bad financial situation. The only way is to play more competitive games. Okay, if instead of playing the the Champions League, Super League helps the clubs to recover the lost earnings. How is Arsenal playing Bayern Munich? Or, well, Bayern Munich is not there, but but a top club right now. If the plan is to start in 2021, how is that a competitive game? How is no, no, no. You're, you're, playing, I, no, yeah, I think you're misunderstanding. Like this, is what I'm talking game. about, Bori. This is the naivete, like thinking that, like, they don't care. It's like you need. It's about the television contract. It's about how many eyeballs you can get, how many merchandise you can television, sell. Television, they don't like. It doesn't care. Like it doesn't make a difference. Like it would actually be to the benefit. They would probably like enjoy it if. A team lost by a, a like a huge like margin to another team. Like the, there would be like memes about it. There'd be videos shared about it. People would be talking about it. it would get a lot of traction on social media. They don't like they don't care. Like I, I think it's so silly. I, I think it's very naive for fans to really think that the club owners of any of these clubs and other clubs as well, but like particularly these twelve who are forming the Super League, that they like it's not about being competitive. Like Paris isn't using the word competitive in the way that you're thinking of in terms of like on-field competition listen so one thing i want to clear up do you do we think the money being generated from fans being at full capacity in these stadiums is not way more than tv right i don't think tv right no it's not that much money so no what it, is, it is it will be with the super league it will be well with the just the tv rights i don't think so I, I i doubt it i think where they make a lot of money is getting that stadium filled at full, full capacity which is not possible which is the the real problem that we should be focusing on instead of creating this new super league that doesn't make any sense whatsoever uh, uh because it's a closed league it, to me to me that doesn't make sense and, they and clearly so, manny yeah go ahead, jump in no i was gonna say that um for if, if the teams, if the clubs that were in the Super League were quote unquote smaller, and then I, I would I would agree with you, Maury, as far as you know, uh, game day revenue um, making a huge difference. Apart from that, 
we've seen, you know, what TV rights and, and sponsorships and these deals, these mega deals can can do for for the leagues and these teams. I mean, Serie A, for example, is a good example of that. You know, in the in the 90s and the 80s and the 90s, they were Serie A was like on, on top of the world. Like it was considered like the best league, you know. And then you see what happened as far as, you know, uh, the creation, the formation of the Premier League around that same time and the TV rights going that way and the money and look at where we are now, you know. And to Justin's point, that it doesn't matter. I mean, the clubs that are in, Arsenal hasn't been, you know, a top club for quite some time, as are some of the other teams that have been, you know, uh, named as well, like your club, Bori, AC Milan. I mean, you're kind of in the same boat, you know, but it is a global brand. And at the end of the day, if you can make money of it from it, you know, then they're going to go ahead and do that. And that is exactly what the Super League is. It's just I mean, this whole thing is about money, right? It's about who's going to get the most, the most cut out of what. And UEFA at this time, UEFA and FIFA are just mad that somebody finally stood up to them and challenged their position as far as, you know, the global scale and how much, you know, revenue is on the line. Um, I'm not proud of, you know, Chelsea being in it as well, especially after the reports came out. If they are true that Chelsea was one of the last teams, I think, like, there's reports that say that as as late as, like, this past Friday. The news came out on Saturday right. night, I believe, was when it broke out. And the fact that Chelsea were consulted or informed about it on a Friday uh, you know, they could have just all they had to do was like say no or let's wait out or whatever the case may be. And the fact that nobody said anything and they just got I, I, I've read they've used the word strong armed or peer pressure. I didn't know billionaires could be peer pressured like that either. You know, but I guess anyone can. You know, it's just disappointing that um, they could have had a, a real chance to to make a stand, to take a stand. And, and they didn't. You know, they just went along with the numbers. So I, I, for one, I'm also disappointed with, uh, with my club's decision and quote unquote, being part of the founding members and taking part in this. Yeah. Like I said, it's disgraceful from any fan. I would hope so for most fans, at least from what I'm seeing and what I would suspect. Uh, many fans of these clubs are probably disappointed with their ownership and with their clubs for signing on to this. It is all about the money. And I think like we just need to like really we need to go back to what boy what you were talking about with like it, fans you know butts and seats like fans in the stadium that is like such a small number like it, it's 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 a rounding error for a lot of the biggest clubs I I'm, I just quickly pulled up on uh, for instance for this is an article from 2018 reporting on the 2016 2017 Premier League season saying that income from match days contributed to less than a fifth of every pound earned by 18 Premier League sides. This was in 2016, 2017. They almost all the revenue came from global TV revenue. In terms of like comparing global TV versus tickets sold, we're talking about a fifth. A fifth of that money came from tickets sold for stadiums. The rest of it was coming from the TV revenue. And this TV revenue is like, and that's like the, the teams are upset about the big teams are upset about not getting a bigger slice of that pie or that's why that's why they're forming the super league in the first place is because they feel like they they like i said 
The, these are billionaires. They're looking at this as just investment vehicles. They are not thinking of them as soccer clubs. They don't care about on-field performance. They would gladly, and they are, willingly tra- trading away Champions League football and the opportunity of like competing and being competitive in uh, domestic competitions because they might get excised from there. They're trading all that away, like in the opportunity to like win multiple trophies, get a treble, whatever, qualify for Champions League. They are, they are so willing and they clearly are ready to trade all that away if it means that they can have a guaranteed profit margin year over year, which they will get from the Super League. There's The amount of money that's going to be pumped into Super League is insane and outweighs like anything else in their minds. Because like I said, it's just a money-making operation. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because um, I want to talk about the money that's at stake here. So apparently there's figures out there and we've talked about it on the podcast before as far as, you know, uh, Champions League, uh, uh, you know, uh, teams that have made it to like the round of 16 to the quarters and all that actually end up making more money than the teams that end up winning Europa or getting to the semis in Europa or other competitions, right? Which is kind of strange in itself. But then you actually see the the, the real disparity as far as, you know, uh, how much money is at stake here. Um, I think there's like figures out there where they say that the Champions League uh, winners end up getting something like a hundred and like 25 million, let's just say around their uh, euros. And then you take into account how much the premier league teams end up getting, you know, and not only that, but, you know, a a team that's uh, promoted from the championship to the, to the premier league makes almost as much as a champions league winner as well. And we all know we all the sponsorship and it's no, it's no secret that there's a lot of money at stake and it's been mishandled and misproportioned year over year with all the scandals that behind, you know, UEFA and FIFA and everything. Um, I think now it's finally just boiled over and these teams are just like, I think the pandemic may have contributed greatly or accelerated served as a catalyst for these teams to finally be, you know, get together and say, all right, we're going to do something about it now. Yeah, Uh, definitely accelerated it. Yeah, sorry, man. But you just said, I just want to quote, pick up that number you just said. I think it's right, like 125 million, somewhere in that neighborhood for the winner of the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Each of the clubs, the founding members of the Super League, are due set to make 300 million dollars right off the bat. 300 million euros, excuse me, uh, in revenue from the Super League, just from like the investment, just in terms of like just like straight investment cash flow. I don't even know. I don't think maybe that is including um, estimates for hypothetical broadcast contracts at a global scale. I don't know, but like perhaps that it doesn't include that. Maybe there's even more money to be made from television contracts that have yet to be signed. Yeah. And if there was ever a testament to what this money is going to do and this influx of money will do for a team. I mean, why do you guys think Spurs fired Mourinho this morning? Honestly, they already have that money in the bank. They already have it. You know, they're, they're counting on it. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, going back to the money, 300 million, how many clubs would actually turn that down? You know what I mean? Like, especially, you know, Arsenal, Spurs, the Italian clubs, you know, um, that have joined as well. How many of them can La Liga, La Liga clubs as well? I mean, we saw how much. Barcelona is is in debt, you know, like how much they owe. Um, 
Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. I mean, how, it sounds great. I mean, three hundred million up front. Sure, I think again, but that goes back to, I, I think it would be naive of us to think, as fans, that that money is going to be reinvested into our clubs. It's the people who are signing these deals and making uh, the choice to bring their club into the Super League. I want to say again, and I'm going to like, this is something I strongly, strongly believe this has reiterated this point to me is they don't care about the on-field performance. Really. They care about them being revenue generators. They are assets in their portfolios. These clubs are, they, so like anybody who's like talking about how the team needs to like invest in their on-field personnel, blah, 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 like make a better stadium experience for their fans. Like it's, I think it's so naive to think that that's at all, like, not second, third, or even fourth on the minds of a lot of these owners. I think the thing that I, I can't settle with, and this goes for Milan too, I'm not going to act like it's only Arsenal. Right now, if there's a Super League, what will be the scoreline against Arsenal? Why is that something I want to watch? I, why <laughs> don't you see Arsenal get bamboozled, uh, uh, you know, a million goals to, to zero? Who, who are they playing, though? Is Arsenal playing AC Milan? Well, well, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, th- that that game will probably happen and will probably crush them. But but look, <laughs> I, I, do you see my point though? Like, I I get I get what you're saying with them having the TV. And which, by the way, I had thought that the revenue from the stadiums was way more than the TV rights because the way no. I think about it is people don't people people illegally. I feel like a lot of people illegally stream their um their you know their game yeah, but the, it's not like it's the, the, the world countries but that's apples and oranges though Bori. sorry i don't want to interrupt that's like it's not like tv television broadcast rights it doesn't work like where you know w- when you're watching a, a, a game in the stadium like you pay for your ticket and you sit down and you watch the game in front of you when you watch it on your television it's not like every single person who's watching through the legal broadcast is paying a dollar to like that's going directly into the pockets of the teams that are playing on the field. It's like a, these are contracts that are signed over multi-year periods, and they could sign one of these contracts, and you know, 10 million people could watch the match, or 10 people could watch the match. It doesn't really make a difference. The money that's not how the money is being generated for the clubs who are on the field playing. I wonder how much ESPN pl- paid Syria uh, Syria for for the rights in America. Um, I don't know. Not enough. As I thought Syria was moving. Is not they moving off ESPN Plus or something? Well, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I thought you meant like some clubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, I think they're moving to. I think isn't is it CBS? I don't know. I, I don't even know. It's, it's, Does it even matter anymore? Yeah, I know. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. That's a weird thing. Who cares? Like, I. Why do I want Milan to get top four anymore? Like, if we're if we're doing this thing, which I mean. The other part of this whole thing for me, too, is just the clubs like Atalanta, for example, which for me is is a better club that needs to be in this league compared to AC Milan, compared to Arsenal. Again, no offense, Arsenal. I would even say compared to Chelsea, to be honest. Um, But why why is a team like Atalanta not in this discussion? And that's for me, is more fun football to see an underdog beat. A big team. I mean, look, they, um, Madrid stru- struggled with them. I mean, they they had to get a lot of help for them to be able to to get past them. Um, so 
a lot of these teams will get crushed because of this atrocity, basically. Okay. Um, and, and then and then down the line, only certain clubs will get rich. And then what is what is the point of watching that? Like, what is the point of just watching top clubs just beat beat each other? Like, I want to see Leeds beat Real Madrid. That's what I want to see, right? But again, maybe it's not just me. Maybe maybe other fans want to see Barcelona beat Real Madrid every week or vice versa. Like, right. I don't know. So the, the reason why Atalanta isn't in the Super League, uh, to address that point, is because uh, American fans will get confused about why a, a Atlanta Falcons affiliate is competing in the Super League. <laughs> it's literally like... I don't think we understand like the amount of like disdain that they have. Like there's been some documentation or some reporting that in the discussion to leading up to all this, like the, especially like the way it accelerated in the past few days uh, before the announcement where the people who the, the presidents, the club presidents were just in boards were talking about uh, quote unquote legacy fans versus new fans. And Legacy fans, like they, they talk about us, the fans and the viewers, you know, the same way that we, you know, we all work in technology. Like we have legacy products out where it's like kind of like, oh, that's just something you have to like perform like, you know, business as usual, like maintenance on, you know. But what we really care about is the, is the new version, the new thing that we're rolling out. Uh, that's really, really what we we're focusing all of our our time and attention and money on. So like they just see it as like the growth potential. In the United States and in other glo- like not in the countries and definitely, definitely not in the communities that these teams are based out of, like North London or um, Chelsea neighborhood or Milan. Like they don't definitely don't care about those fans like at that local level because that's such a small contingent of the potential fan base at a global scale. So that's why Atlanta is not in it because they don't have international fan base. Atlanta doesn't. And you're going to confuse them <laughs> in their particular case. I literally legitimately think they would confuse American audiences who are not already familiar with the game. Oh, God. Um, before before I go ahead, I just want to just say one thing real quick, uh, just to re- uh, correct what I said earlier about a closed league. Apparently, and I don't know how much I should believe Perez, but part of his interview, he was saying something to the fact that uh, of the Super League is not a closed league. It's absolutely not true. Whoever wins the available five spots will be able to play. Does anyone know what the five spot five spots are? Is it like 15 clubs are our founding members and then five more yes. teams? Yes, that's yeah. my understanding, yeah. So, yeah. And, then, and then the other thing he said that actually makes me kind of think a little bit back onto about what I said about clubs not being paid um, or getting some of the money uh, like clubs, clubs like Atlanta, for example, um, if clubs like Milan or whoever makes a lot of money, then they go to Atlanta, they go to Torino, they go to Spezia, and then buy players from those clubs, and thereby increasing the money for those teams. Um, I think that's how football has been working in the past, you know, decade or so, where big clubs like City buy players from small clubs like Porto or, or whatever, or Bayern Leverkusen or whatever. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how in reality if that's actually going to work. Um, and I don't know if just if this is just Perez's way of, you know, sugarcoating things and making it look attractive um, to, to people and trying to convince people. Um, but the other part of this whole thing that we should definitely talk about is the UEFA um, 
uh, side of things. Um, and and also the the stance that FIFA is taking, which I'm still not understanding what their stance is on this whole thing. But do you really think, and just given what the players are going to go through, do you really think they will ban the players from playing in you know, Champions League, Euros, and, and if FIFA is on board, um, the World Cup? Do you really think that's, that's a good kind of way to say, well, we're going to do this and y'all are probably not going to want to go through with the Super League because of this? Any thoughts? No. no, I think it's actually not sustainable. Um, I, Why not? What, what do you mean it's not sustainable? For, sustainable for with, so it's one thing for the FAs to join together of each respective country and league and say, we don't want the Super League teams to compete within our you know, domestic competitions, right? It's another thing for FIFA International to get involved um internationally uh i mean we see what what how much money is generated at a club level right club competition uh now think about that every four years when there's a world cup when there's a euro uh competition i mean we were just saying the same thing about the nations league competition a few years ago we, we were saying the same exact thing. It's like the, you know, it's almost identical as far as like, oh, they're going to roll out an additional competition. What's this for? This is dumb. We're not going to watch. Okay. ESPN got the rights. And what do we do? We all bought in and we all watch it. Yeah. Not me. And, <laughs> well, I, not you. I, I didn't watch any, I didn't watch any international football in the last break, well, but I digress. That, that makes- I'm, I'm an outlier though. So. Well, well, I mean, like, did you watch Nations League? Maybe you didn't because there were no Arsenal players represented internationally. Oh, my God. Here we go again. I'll just tell you, all this Arsenal criticism, it's, like, rolling right off me because this is the – I want the main lady – finish your point, please, because I, no. I, I want to tell – I want to ask the big question. So, no, what I was getting at is um, you can't possibly control and tell these players that – they're not going to be able to represent the country like they have to choose one or the other. Um, first off, it's the clubs that pay their salaries. It's not the international, you know, teams that pay it. Like they don't get anything. I mean, they do if they advance in the in the competition. If they end up winning the, you know, what said competition, World Cup, Euro, whatever it is. Yeah, there's a there's a bonus, there's a prize, there's incentives there, but the salaries are being paid by the club. So. I actually think this is not a good point because clubs don't want players to go and play internationally because they risk getting injured. They risk something going wrong. And that's the investment that the club has made. Right. And then the other thing is, you know, just doing a quick search as far as how many players are currently on international teams, international rosters that play on current super league said teams it's literally like 85%, 90% of the players on these rosters. I mean, think about the England squad. The entire England squad would be ineligible to play as it stands, barring one or two outliers. You know what I mean? Is that something that, when you think about it, a, comp- uh, a country that's as, uh, that has a, a rich history, right? I mean, pretty much saying that they uh, created the modern football game right 
and not being able to present their best 11 players out there because they play for the best teams in England, that they won't be well, able to represent them on an international level. Like that doesn't, I don't, I don't think they can do that. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I just, I, well, well, they can't, I mean, okay. Well, first of all, FIFA has the power to do that. If they, if they so choose, I mean, they, they own the walk up, they, they own the rights or whatever, but it's every, everyone's dream to play in the world cup, right? Like I, I would say every player out there is still dream to play the world cup right now. Um, we could argue that people like, you know, no offense to Ozil, but people like Ozil or Donnarumma uh, uh, will probably play in the Super League because they, don't, they want the money. They, they care more about the money, it seems. Um, but I think there will be a lot of players that, if this stands, I don't think it will. Because I, I mean, I don't even know what, what's going to happen, to be honest. I don't know if the Super League is going to happen or if the ban is going to happen. I don't know. But if, if this... If things stands the way they are, the way where like you, if I say they're going to ban people from certain competitions, I think that's going to be a good fight back because then you start seeing players saying, well, okay, it's either I make money, which I can still kind of make some money, um, on you know playing for Everton or playing for any of this random club, um, and and play in the World Cup because it's been my childhood dream to play in the World Cup. There's no way I think the players will be happy to play in the Super League if they know that they're not going to... Like, think about it. Like, you think someone like Lukaku, who who thinks he's probably going to win the World Cup soon because he has a very stellar score with uh, with Belgium, is going to pass up playing the, for the World Cup, which is next year? I think it's come at the wrong time, first of all, this whole Super League thing, because we think of the World Cup as next year. And if this, if they say that we're standing our ground... No walk up for those that play. I I don't think the players are gonna play. I, I I don't think so. I I. You mean, you mean the World Cup that was um, oh yeah, the one the World Cup that had the illegal bribes, which is why right. it ended up being in Qatar. Yeah, the yeah. Cup, the World Cup that got moved from its respective uh you know time frame, which it's always been in the summer, to you know to accommodate uh the massive infrastructure that needed to be uh, created and implemented as far as like stadium, the World Cup with all the slave, essentially. Yeah, you're right, right, you're right, right. Yeah, like, and, and UFI is not, that, that UFI are not, they're not, they're not saints. I'm not saying this. I, I think, honestly, like, I think we've been hearing about Super League. I've honestly been brushing off until now, <laughs> until we start hearing that all these clubs are part of it. Um, what I'm trying to say is, yes, these people have their blemish, they have their spot. I mean, everyone has their faults, right? But especially FIFA with the bribe scandals and all that stuff, they need to be checked. And, and I think situations like and, and things like this will really help them start rethinking. And, and think about it. Like FIFA has, has been doing a lot of good work with making sure that they put slip Blatter in jail or fine him or, or, or charge him with crimes because they realize he's done a lot of bad things in the past. So I, I I'm on the on the verge I'm on the side of like Infantino or you know whoever the FIFA president is right now it is getting to be a more moral uh, uh president, right? Like things are changing. But things like this need to happen to kind of put UEFA and FIFA in check. I agree. But there's the, the thing I cannot forgive is taking away the possibility of people 
watching Atalanta play Inter Milan, which is still is probably the, the biggest game, one of the biggest games you find in the Serie A season, and that's why I'm not. Well, that's I, I why only three Serie A clubs and six EPL clubs. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the biggest, one of the biggest fixtures, then oh boy. Yeah, that's what well, that's that's how these that's how they the people who are founding the Super League look at it. Like we're getting firsthand view of how okay. they feel. We're seeing the Farmers League, <laughs> Farmers League being called out big time with, with the way. Super League formation. If, if Inter Milan were to play Arsenal versus Inter Milan were to play Inter Milan, uh, sorry, uh, Atalanta. Sure. I know there there are a lot more Arsenal fans. I I get that. But to be honest, which one is a more watchy? fixture in, in well obviously the, the former the atalanta game because of the history but again we're the legacy fans we're old news like who cares about club history and old yeah, rivalries do you think the non-arsenal fans will care well i mean obviously i don't know but i think if those two games well okay i guess those two games are not going at the same time but you, you because for like, every oh. for every interverse arsenal i know boy but for every interverse arsenal game you're also getting in that same game week uh Barcelona versus Manchester United and Chelsea versus Madrid and like you're getting like a, no matter how you slice it you're going to get like a bunch of good fixtures every single week and again these television contracts are signed for the broadcasting rights because I keep on saying television and frankly like the broadcast is probably gonna go something like Amazon or some streaming service but like these big broadcast contracts are about the whole package you're selling the package you're not selling like these individual fixtures so who who cares? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't care. Like I, I, you, I just no. I, I see what you're saying. I'm not saying it's not a money maker. I I get the appeal that it is going to be a money maker. I just don't. I just feel like the game the games are, are more mouth watery if it's like clubs that are coming up and are like like the fearless clubs like the. I know uh, that's that's how we feel, houses, but you know that's how we yeah. feel. I I they have done the calculus and they don't think that's what the potential new fan base plus whatever legacy fans stick around and don't, uh, you know, stop watching because of this change. They have done the math and they think that they can, they stand to have more eyeballs and more uh, profit with the, the model of forget about like local rivalry rivalries, forget about like Cinderella stories. It's better just to have all the super clubs Basically, let's just make an NFL. That's all they want to do. That's where I, the, I mentioned it earlier, like the American club, the American owners, particularly the EPL clubs. That's where this whole idea, I'm pretty certain that's where the genesis of this idea was. American owners being like, whoa, 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 I spent a bunch of money buying this club. What do you mean I'm not going to compete in the Champions League? Or what do you mean like I'm only going to get like this X percentage of the of the league's broadcast revenue? I own one of the biggest teams. I spent so much money. Like there's an indignation and being like, this is not how my NFL franchise works. Like, why? Like, my why can't we just make it a? a I want to have safe, guaranteed profits for my asset. And I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the ownerships and I, I guess you know where the origin is from, especially with you know teams like uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United. Um, I think it, it it's also telling that these are the teams from the reports it seems that were the ones that were pretty much leading the charge obviously along with 
quote-unquote self-proclaimed chairman of the new Super League, Florentino Perez, and co-chairman uh, Andrea Agnelli from Juventus, which we're going to get to a little later. But I think about it, and from a perspective, you know, Justin just hit the nail on the head as far as how they think the organization should be run because all of these owners that we've just mentioned also have team sports in the United States, which obviously work a completely different way. I'm thinking, and my question to you to you all would be, do you think if the owners were anything outside of American, right, and didn't have other sports franchises, didn't have any experience with them as far as how they're, they're run in, in, in America, do you think that we would get to this point as well? Do you, do you think that there would still be that backing or that wanting to break out and create its own in- exclusive, quote-unquote, inclusive league? Like mm, if they were British, if they were British, right. for example. And the reason why I ask that is because I feel like, from my point of view, like, like what I've seen across the board is, of, of all the fan base, the ones that seem the most outraged are the EPL fans. From what I've seen across, you know, social media platforms. Like, I don't know if that's just me going through and it's just, you know, I see the fans of these, uh, quote-unquote, self-proclaimed top six clubs in EPL um, and how angry they are. And obviously of the of the non-top six clubs as well, the fans just saying that, you know, they're going to ruin the Premier League as a whole. Um, I, I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think they may have gone to this point eventually, but it wouldn't have been as... Uh, it would have been like an innovation, whereas like this is like basically the American owners, I think, clued in all the other billionaires and conglomerates that own the rest of the clubs that are not perhaps American or own American assets, other American sports teams. Look, I'm just like starting to talk like them now. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to put my head in the mind of these people all day. Um, I don't, I I think that they, you know, that they are, they were more, this is just like a natural evolution for them. So to answer your question, Manny, I think maybe they would have gone to this point eventually, but I think in this case, it's like literally like the American owners are like, what the hell is this? Like, and COVID really drove it home and like probably pushed the others over the edge. Like, it's like the America for the American owners is like, this is not the way a sports franchise should work. We need to change the model to make it more in line with what I'm expecting, which is this is an investment. I spent a lot of money on this very expensive, shiny thing, and it's not turning over the profits that I expected it to. Why is that? Like, why, why would we have such bum contracts? Like, why do I have to share? revenue with these teams in a f- country that I don't even know what the name, like where these places are, even are on the map. Why am I sharing revenue with them? They're just like stepping stones. Uh, what do you mean? I don't qualify for the champions league. I have like a, I have a big team. Like, what do you mean? I don't get to compete in the biggest competition. Um, that's, it's like, it's like the NFL. Why did he, the person buy it in the first place? If they, they didn't, if they knew that this was what, how it is, why did they buy it in the first place? And, Maybe we should we should look into what the Germans have done, where they with the 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 fans own majority of the club. Sure. Bayern Munich is is world champion. They've won the most Champions League after Real Madrid and, and Milan. I have to say that because I have to let people know. Um, so why why can't we just follow that model? That I mean, I guess you could argue that, but you know, 
German clubs are not as as uh, competitive as before. Um, but they don't have to buy the clubs if they know that that it's it's a fan thing. It's not um, they can't just come in and and, and buy. Like, I mean, part of why Milan is doing this, by the way, is because we're owned by Elliot, which is an American company, which is why I hate the fact that we're we're part of this because you you know it's selfish it's for selfish reasons. But at the end of the day, I think the way we love that this sport is we don't want money to ruin it. Um, money already has ruined it, um, but we're we're surviving. Um, but I feel like this is going to put it over the edge even more. And I hate when people complain about investments. Like you don't, no one is begging you to invest in a club. No, I mean, maybe some people are, but no one, <laughs> no one is like forcing you to invest in a club. If you don't want, it, you can do thirty percent. You can do twenty percent. Because it's it's an inve- It's because that's what they these these people do. They want to own. They want to be in control. Well, that's what I'm saying. Assets. So, like for instance, Bori, like like you're you're. It's a think about it as a it's a value on a spreadsheet sure. to these people. For instance, I'll talk about like towards Arsenal, Stan Kroenke, like the the patriarch of the Kroenke family who and KSI who like owns um, Arsenal. He got his initial stake in like I don't know like mid 2000s, and I think he became the um, chairman of the board. Or at least like he got the controlling shares in 2008. 2000, like somewhere between 2008 2010 like somewhere in that time frame so basically at that point in time arsenal was a very profitable club they he was looking at revenue that included lots of champions league competition like advancing far in champions league and he took over and it just and you know you could well, say well, there's causation or a correlation here the club's fortune started to decline that's, that's the same example. case with the glazers with manchester united it was a very profitable enterprise like it's that's what that's what they're looking at it's it's a bu- it's a bunch of bad choices by Arsenal, for example, Ozil. A bunch of bad choices by Arsenal, uh, by Manchester United, for example. I mean, you're no, tying it. Okay, football. I'm sorry. You're tying it to performance on the field again. They're saying like, I want the guarantee. No, 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 no. I want to see I'm those saying, numbers I'm regardless saying, of how far I go into Champions League. I don't care. What I'm I don't... saying, what I'm saying is kind of like a joke, but it's also like the reason why they're not profitable is because they've made all these bad financial decisions to buy a player like Ozil on a very high wage. William is another example, and then you are now blaming those bad decisions on like, oh, let's just get this new league and make more money i'm not right. saying i, I right. understand the, the point but it's bad decisions that should not be made in the first place because it's it's a stupid business sorry no offense to arsenal but it's a stupid business practice to pay willian like why play willian what two hundred thousand a week you're looking at it from the hundred foot view and they are not looking at it they like no but they don't care about that stuff Bori. like they they don't it, that shouldn't make a difference in their minds they should be making the profits, no, regardless of any of those decisions that you're yeah. talking about. Those, those, okay. those decisions should be primarily to increase jersey sales, like they're not to improve the performance on the pitch. Well, 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 well. As that, as that helped the revenue, though, is, isn't isn't part of why they're trying to get rid of Ozil? I'm sure it's not for the jersey. I don't think Kroenke has any, any. Yeah. He doesn't care. Any, he doesn't care. No, no, <laughs> he, I get that. I get that. But my, he's my never met Mesut Ozil. He doesn't care let, about that. He, thinks Ozil's like, a, he, he probably thinks Ozil's the, the, the mascot's name for all, you know, you know, like, no, I mean, it's true. Like these owners, uh, there are very few owners in, 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 in football and world football that actually care and know 
enough to run or how a a club is 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 supposed to be run like you know from from the ground up um and most of the time those those clubs are the smaller clubs you know but again we're at a point where ever since 2000 around the 2000s when we started seeing a consortium of different groups and billionaires going into football like i feel it was like the the hot thing to do was like hey (laughs) you want to know how rich i am i own a a football team you know what i mean like a football club and you start seeing all the the, it's happened i mean i can name everybody that is quote-unquote the top six uh lester city did it as well I mean, Pori, AC Milan. How many how many ownerships have you guys gone through in the last? Oh, I I was years? about to lampass them too. I mean, we made a stupid financial decision, and the reason why we're in this list of is because the we had a stupid freaking owners that made that spent so much money on stupid players that they shouldn't have done, and then that required that like the American people, uh, the American uh, lenders basically take over the club. And which is what, the reason why we're in this situation where we're saying like, Oh, let's just join. It's, it's stupid decisions. That's causing this. Like a lot of these situations is stupid decisions in my opinion, but also COVID. Right. And everyone's going through COVID. It's not only us. I've been like, why isn't Atlanta in this list? They're going through COVID. They, they have huge losses. So, at the end of the day, we are, I'm sure everyone on this call understand that is it is the selfishness of rich people and stupid decisions that they made that got them to this position to be desperate to be able to make this new league, which I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that because because I understand at the end of the day it's a business and I'm not saying that UEFA is a saint in this, in this whole thing, but we have to look at ourselves too. What decisions have we made? To be in this situation where we're losing so much money, have we bought players like Hakan Shalonoglu <laughs> and AC right. Milan? Like, why we bought this player when? Uh, all right. Anyways, and why are we paying? Why about to? Why are we about to pay Donnarumma thirteen million, which is the asking price a year for somebody that has not even won anything outside of the Span the Italian Cup? So like. These are decisions I'm hoping that we never take because there are other good people in the grassroots level that we can bring up and, and they'll be better than all these players. Well, so. I'll tell you what, <laughs> in the Super League, you're going to see the same sorts of mistakes, but even more like <laughs> supersized. You're going to see supersized, like like whatever contract, you know, you can give up whatever, 200 million to a player. Forget that. We're going, we're going big. 200, uh, whatever. We'll give 2 billion for a player like you see like <laughs> you'll see like outrageous outrageous sums outrageous amount like the mistakes same mistakes but like just much much bigger i'm like being exaggerating with the numbers but like it's like you're gonna see the same mistakes but just extremely supersized with all these clubs and because final note on this part sorry final note. i'm just the way i think of it is if you invest in something if you create a business right and it's not making money okay you change the rules so that it does you change the rules yeah <laughs> that's how they that's how they look at this they can change the sell, system or you sell it to someone who doesn't care about what happens to it as long as you get your money yes why you sh- what should you care right so okay i want i need to move on to the, the big question because we've been talking for a while and we have we've been dancing around the big question so you've been both of you have been throwing crap at me about arsenal when all of us are in the same boat here but so as an arsenal fan i've always you know like i've been 
reason why I've supported Arsenal for as long as I have and why I chose them in the first place was because of reasons like they were not huge, huge spenders or they didn't get like they didn't get bought out uh, by like a, you know, probably a criminal Russian oligarch, for instance. Allegedly. Well, Damn. Sure. Well, like wow, it's like look at that. <laughs> they didn't they weren't a team that was looking to just buy their way to success. They had a lot of focus on promoting from the academy. They had play, people like Arsene Wenger like steadying the ship for so long. Uh they also didn't have things such as like cheating scandals where the clubs were so corrupt that they were willing to uh game the league and pay off referees in order to win uh, in order to win matches and win titles, a la uh, the Calciopoli and t- teams like Milan, I would okay, be such a hypocrite. But here's the thing: I would feel like such a hypocrite at this point in time. Now that Arsenal is joining a, a enterprise like this and is like, like I said, it's not. There's no love for the game anymore with the owner of the club. The club is literally being treated as an investment vehicle. Like I feel like a hypocrite to continue being like, okay, no matter what, I'm Arsenal ride and die. Like, I'm going to stick with Arsenal no matter what, even in the Super League era, if it comes to pass. Like, so I'm saying right now that if the Super League takes place, I am seriously considering rethinking my support for this club. Because it's it's just, it is just a investment opportunity. Like, why should I feel, I, I've already feel like drained for the rest of this year's competitions, like Europa League and Premier League. I'm like, kind of just like, why feel, why have I felt, why do I feel so invested in this club that like none of these competitions make a difference. It's it, this is just like some rich person's play thing. Like, why do I feel so invested in this club necessarily? Why do I have to feel this invested? So I'm going to ask both of you, if the super league comes to pass and football, as we know it, the landscape has been destroyed and any like local rivalries, uh, the passion of like Cinderella stories, uh, promotion, relegation, all of that is now out the window, and your team is just sitting pretty in the Super League and just playing other rich people's playthings week in and week out. What do you continue to be a supporter of that club, or do you look elsewhere for for that for that experience of of uh, feeling invested in a club that also seems to care about its fan base? That is such a loaded. That is a very question. heavy, I, heavy I, question. Yeah, I, it is. Been. I've always been of the mindset that I only support one club and I give Bori crap about it all the time because Bori supports X player, but only when Y player does this, but only if coach is Z coach is here. Bori going all to this other stuff. Going to bat for Atalanta hard this game. I mean, this, this episode. <laughs> I honestly, good team. I mean, good team. you bring up a good point because there's a lot of obviously um, there's going to be a back a lot of backlash regardless even if the super league doesn't materialize the damage is already done um in 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 the minds and and in the hearts of millions of fans across across the world because just the sheer notion of them having the audacity to launch uh such a bold proposal you know that will essentially like we said change the landscape of, of footballing and sportsmanship and, and and camaraderie and and what the game actually stands for um you know atalanta almost beat real madrid they should have real madrid got lucky real madrid got lucky to even get this far they should have been eliminated in the group stage you that's what makes sports sports you know that's that's what makes football the beautiful game is is you watching a game that on any given day anything can happen anyone can beat 
you know, any team and, and especially in the champions league format, which is the only vehicle, you know, that we have to see teams from across different, you know, parts of the world come together, bring out their best, you know, and, and play different styles, different players, all of that. And the fact that that's going to go away, I mean, it, it really, it's been a whirlwind of 48 hours for me because I, I've been thinking about what, what I would do. And it, it hadn't yet crossed my mind if, if I'll continue to be a Chelsea supporter. But, you know, just, I, I especially after reading, like I said, when we started the podcast, was the report saying that Chelsea was one of the last two clubs to be approached with this last minute and they said yes when they could have said no they could have said like we'll get back to you could have said anything but they agreed to do it you know it just um i don't know man i i, I honestly think like I, I don't know if i could fully support another club i think it would be something that would ruin the game for me personally as a fan you know it would just take the what what makes the sport the sport you know, that 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 spirit of like, you know, seeing what, what can happen, it just wouldn't be the same um, because essentially it's going to be at, at some point it's going to be like a never ending cycle. Right. Like you'll probably get to a point where the same teams are going to be winning. The same teams are going to be losing. And then what what's going to happen then? What happens when we all get bored of the same results uh, week in and week out? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, hey, we're just going to keep expanding the the field or we're going to keep or, hey, let's just go back to how it is. Or, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's essentially just just ruined what, what's going to happen. Now, I will say this. UEFA and FIFA are no saints, like we've all said. Right. And this was a problem that was a long time coming, considering the inflation costs that, you know, and the correlation between clubs that are huge spenders in the game and their uh, success and their success rate in European competitions. And it should have been a, a red flag to try to see if there was a, a, a viable, tangible option out there to try to control the, the means of spending, you know. Um, we didn't get that far. Like, you know, they didn't care about that. And now it's just, two conglomerates going at each other essentially that's all it is right it's like two conglomerates you know going at each other and i don't know if you guys have seen that that meme of spider-man like the two spider-man pointing at each other that's exactly what this is that's all it is it's like you called out my you know my bluff you called out my bluff like i want more money i want more money. it's the exact same thing you know and we the fans are having to pay for all of that you know so, Justin, to answer your question, I don't, I don't know. I think I might just not watch for for a while. Like, I, I don't think I, my heart would be in it to to care about what happens. And because at the end of the day, I, w I would feel like it's just another rig system. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, plus a million to what Manny said. I mean, it's I didn't even think of that um, part when you said Manny. It's the same teams that are going to win every time. So think about it. For example, in the EPL, you will just most likely have the top six every time because they have all this money to buy all this players. Same with the Italy. It's going to be Milan, Inter, and AC Milan every 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 season. So it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. to me. It doesn't make sense that the same teams win. And this is the problem a lot of EPL fans say. Oh, you know what? Like. 
I don't like to watch all this Farmers League because in Germany, you know, somebody win, only one person wins. In in Spain, uh, only two or maybe three team win. In Italy, only one team wins. So it is. I feel like that is even going to be more accented now if there's a if if there's this situation where they all these you know uh, all, all these teams are not able to spend you know billions of dollars on players, which to me it sounds really absurd that we're going that high. Um, but to answer your question, just Justin, to, I I don't know. I I think first of all we have to see if um, they will even let Milan and all these clubs play in their local leagues. I I think they will, but but we have to I have to figure that out. Right. If it's a situation where they're not playing because it's going to be seen as unfair because you know this all these clubs do not have astronomically more money. If that's the situation, I don't even think I would see Milan the same way anymore. And the love and passion I have for Milan is just gone out of the window, right? Um, and I, I don't see how I can support this club. Sure, I would watch the games, but the same passion where on Saturday, and I know it's weird to say this, when we play, I always make sure to have my jersey on because I have the superstition right. where... I will not have that anymore. Why would I want to have that right now? Like, who cares, right? They're going to probably win or beat each other uh, because they're all making money and we're, we have 10 Messis on the team. So, you know, it's a battle of who has one less Messi on the team, right? Um, so I, I don't think I will support or I have the same love I have right now. Right now, the reason why I love Milan is because of what happened in Champions League in 2005 and, and also in 2007, which was a payback. Um, and the fact that now we we are able to do what we can with with little like youngsters, right? Which we're not gonna have because we're gonna be buying the top of the top. Um, so I don't see I don't how see I'm, how I'm that. I don't I don't see it. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, boy. Do you just say you mad about the superstition and wearing your jersey like every weekend while you watch Milan? Like that actually like. It's made me really sad <laughs> because, yeah, I, I'm going to miss that, too. Like like I said, it's – yeah. I plan my week in some parts around when Arsenal are playing. It's very strange to imagine scenario where perhaps that's no longer the case because it's just like why do I – like why do I – why am I so invested in something that doesn't love me back kind of, kind of that situation? It's like it, – you know, and it is. It always has been. These have always just been, uh, like it's like it's just driving home the fact that it would be the same way as me feeling an emotional connection to any like a brand or a company. Like it's just silly. It's just it's just kind of silly yeah. when you think when you when you think about it too long. You're right. Yeah, if they don't care about the the people that are using the products, then why why should I care back, right? Like who who cares? Anyways, all right, we we've ranted and I feel really bad for our listeners, but um, I mean the 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 other elephant which has been reduced to an ant in the room is the Marino thing. Um, any any words on this? Um, who who's laughing here? Who who's happy and who's? I mean, I think in, in my yeah. opinion, I think Spurs are. I don't know. I think it was a was a bad decision, given that they're gonna have to pay all this money to. Um, to Mourinho, but maybe the Super League, they maybe they're back counting on that money. I think you already said that actually, Manny. Um, but um, I, I thought they only was... have, yeah, Spurs only have two hundred eighty million now. 
in the bank instead of three hundred <laughs> oh, million after oh, firing Mourinho. So they don't yeah. care. Um, but uh, my take is, I I honestly think so. So I don't know what the full story is, and I don't think we will know for some time. Um, I imagine that there's probably an NDA or something of that sort, uh, especially because what I find pe- uh, really peculiar is the timing around this whole thing. Um, Spurs are set to play in a final this weekend against Manchester City, and uh, Mourinho has already beaten Pep. And um, the fact that it came out on the same day as the announcement, you know, and all this Super League stuff and Spurs joining, like, I, I find that interesting. I did see some reports saying that Mourinho was fired because he refused to take yeah, the no. team out and train to train in protest of Spurs making the decision to join the Super League, which to me, I was like, wow, you know, Mourinho actually you know, uh, we can say all we want about him, but he actually stood up for something he believed in. And then I saw reports that refuted that explanation. And they said that it was solely based on his performance on the field and how Spurs were doing. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it was a good time to do it personally. Um, they should have just let him, he got him this far in the cup. He's in a final. Uh, Spurs can probably count on on one hand, no offense Spurs fans, how many finals they've been to, you know, um, in the last decade or so. And they should have just given them at least that chance to play, and they won't now. And I think they're going to get destroyed, <laughs> destroyed yeah. this weekend. Can you, can you imagine the backlash if they don't win? I mean, I mean the, the backlash, because... If you really think I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm not comparing Chelsea and Tottenham together, but the fact that Chelsea was able to beat City in the semifinals of the FA Cup for me felt like it was a good time. It's a good time to play City, uh, Spurs. Yeah. And I think Mourinho is a perfect coach to get this done and break their hearts. No KDB. Um, it just feels like the perfect time. But maybe they will win it. But maybe they will still win it. But I think with Marino in the helm, he would have won. But if they don't win this trophy, if they do not win this trophy, I think this is where someone like Daniel Levy needs to really think about his role on the on, on on in Spurs because he's made this colossal decision. Which again, we're not sure entirely the reason why he was fired. I mean, we know there are bad results, but it could be the the Super League thing. Who knows? But I felt this was a good time for them to actually win a trophy. Um, and they have just gone to bottle it. And especially if they don't win it, they need to... I think Daniel Levy needs to go. Uh, because I, I, <laughs> he, he needs to. Think about it. Think No, you really think about it. All these times you've tried on in a, in a trophy, and the time that you probably could have gotten it is now, and then you sack the coach that is known for winning trophies, and then... Come on, he has to go, and and I, I would be curious to see what other sports fans think about this. Maybe we should invite my my friend. Anyways, all right, we've gone on too long. The other thing we didn't talk about that we should definitely talk about. Maybe we'll we'll meet. Maybe next week we'll talk about it. Is the new format of the Champions League, which oh, for God. me is also very interesting. Um, but that's by interesting, you mean slips. interesting? You mean bad, right? 
it's 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 bad, yes. But it does guarantee more games, which means more money, I guess. I, who who knows how how the economy works. Um, uh, but I do I do know that Randy, Manny has some random facts. Um, do you just want to call that out, and then we can we can wrap up? Yeah. So, um, you know how the old adage, you don't mix uh, family and business, right? They never go. Of course. Never ends well. Well, the little tidbit for you guys: the current UEFA president or chairman uh, is actually the godfather. So Alexander, uh, what's his last name? Uh, I can't. I probably butcher it. Agnelli. Agnelli. No, no. Alexander. Oh, Seferino. Se- Seferino. Yes. yes. Thank you. Is the godfather to Andrea Agnelli's uh, daughter. Uh, in this case, as I labeled it there in our notes, uh, Andrea Agnelli, known as the Wefa Judas at this moment in time, because apparently he was one of the main orchestrators in uh, creating and plotting this whole Super League uh, debacle with uh, Florentino Perez and Ed Woodward. Um, so, um and and there was actually a quote today from a press conference um, because, you know, everything went down in the last, like, 12 hours um, where he said, uh, Seferino actually said that he spoke to Agnelli on, on Saturday when the first reports came out. And Agnelli straight up lied to him in his face and was like, nah, they're just rumors. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not anything concrete. Um, so as such, Agnelli has been obviously kicked out off the board. Um, and now I think they're waiting for a replacement for him, but, um, that's going to be awkward. Um, you know, for sure. Whenever there's a, a family reunion, <laughs> if there <laughs> ever comes to be one. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, there's another one, reason, oh, yeah, I was going to say, if there's another reason to, to dislike Agnelli, I mean, I, I don't like him obviously as, as because he's, uh, monetized, uh, UV and, and made them into this whole thing. Um, but you're right. I mean, he wasn't a meeting with them. He he took a vote about the new Champions League format uh, the day before this whole thing was uh, this whole Super League was announced. So he acted like, oh yeah, let me just take a vote. I'm I'm so happy. Like yeah, I love this new format. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, in the back of his head, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna vote for the Super League or we're we're doing I'm this. Cre- I've already created it. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that the, he was the godfather of, of uh, Chevenier's daughter, which is so weird now. Um, and there's no way I don't think that relationship can be meant. I mean, think about it. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's one thing to do things like cancel contracts or leave the board because of some certain reason, but this is like a, you're lying. You're lying to your friend, right? You're lying to your friend. You're doing all these things and acting like everything's fine. And then you kind of backstab him. Come on. I mean, yeah. another reason for me to, to dislike him. So yeah, yeah all especially... these all these changes to the Champions League, and we'll have to talk about this again in another episode. But like all these changes were done to appease the same clubs who then just literally just a uh, yeah uh, a backstabbing or whatever to form the Super League. Like it was like to prevent the, the all these changes were done to prevent the formation of the Super League, and <laughs> then look how that turned out. Yep. So, uh, so like I said, um, I mean, I feel bad for the, for the daughter, for the goddaughter, because, um, you know, it takes, uh, you gotta be, 
exceptionally close to someone and, and have a lot of trust and faith in someone to name them goddaughter of your, you know, of your she's, offspring. So She's rich, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure, you know. <laughs> that seems to be the theme, right? Uh, money, <laughs> money, money, money. Um, and then the, the, the well, it's, it's funny you say that, Justin, because this actually is a good segue into my uh, second random fact. Second random fact is, and I don't know if you all have seen the reports of who is going to be backing financially this Super League now. So all that money that we were talking about, the $300 million up front to each of the founding uh, teams and whatnot, good old J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. Yep, you heard that Incredible. right. J.P. Morgan, who, um, let's remind everyone, had a um, hand in the financial collapse of 2008, that J.P. Morgan Chase, yes, will now be put, dipping their, I guess, toes in the water in the footballing world, if, if we can call it that. And fun fact, also, uh, they just happen to be Ed Woodward's former employer. Coincidence? I don't know. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. I mean, what? This is incredible because I also heard that one of the credit cards they own, the luxury credit card, they are now um, doing some kind of limit on because the one of the luxury credit cards they own, they let you go into lounges and you can bring like uh, guests, so like your wife or or your daughter or whatever. Um, but now they're stopping that like guest pass, um, and I wonder if this is because they want to dump six billion on this project. Because I mean, this is incredible. I mean, I, what happens if J.P. Morgan? Um, I mean, I don't think they will go bank. Like, what happens if there's another financial crisis? They're gonna get bailed out. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> It's, but do you see my point? It's incredible. It's incredible how, I don't know, everything is just looking so bad. I feel like this is a dark day in football, and I think this is how we're going to end it. But um, I think we've already shown that we don't like this, um, and we are we are for football for the fans, uh, because at the end of the day, that's the initial reason why this game was was set up back in the day, you know, when, when Manny was still a baby. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, no, seriously, I, I think I think this is a dark day for football, personally. Um, I think it's a time that it really doesn't help the... I don't know. It doesn't help other teams that have dreams of playing in the Champions League and competing with the big boys. And I feel like now it just makes it harder. Um, even though they're, they're promising five spots, we'll see if that happens, but I think it just makes it harder. Uh, but I think that's where we'll end the podcast today. Thank you, Manny and Justin, and um, I think we'll see everyone uh, next week. Bye.